cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is vengeance. He is the night. I'm M, and that's Autumn. Hello. It's Batman time. I'm really excited. I read Batman comics for the first oh, time you? in a long time. Yeah, I, I have not read did. any Batman comics. Tell me about the Batman you read. So I um I oh, read right. <laughs> I revisited two classics. The first thing I read was Arkham Asylum: A Serious House on Serious Earth, which is the Grant Morrison graphic novel illustrated by Dave McKean that came out in 1989, um, which I hadn't read in probably 15 years. Um, if you don't know, this is a very famous book um, mm-hmm. that is mostly like an art piece about grant morrison's feelings on madness and gender yeah (laughs) it's a a mess (laughs) i like this book a lot but it's it's a story of one one day one night all of the inmates take over arkham asylum because arkham asylum is just a place of madness like historically through time like the guy who built it was like unhinged and did some murders and had a secret journal and a bunch of like grant morrison modernist magic stuff that ends up like really just in full display here. But then mm-hmm. he gets Dave McKean to make this incredible, like painted collage story. It's like a storybook about Batman's really bad night, uh, where the Joker confronts him about being as crazy as the people he puts away. Um, and it's really evocative and like abstract and cool. I think it's like a genuinely bad Batman book, but I think it's a really good graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, um, the big shift in my taste over the last couple of years is that the last time I read that, which I, I don't even know, it's been a while, I was mm. like, this is a mess derogatory, but now you were posting some panels from it, and I was like, this is a mess, complimentary. <laughs> yeah, I really hate this vision of the Joker. The Joker is like a, almost like a, like a gay panic character in a way that I just hate when they do that to him. Mm-hmm. This, like this book, this book maybe not introduces, but leans into like the Joker's the sanest one of us. He's just reacting to an insane world. He's got super sanity and I, I hate super sanity so <laughs> goddamn much. <laughs> um, and a lot of it's about like Batman, like confronting, like, am I as bad as the people I put away? And the answer is no, of course not. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but it is beautiful and interesting. Um, this one's really because like I feel like this book would always be kind of famous as like an, an art object Batman story, but it happened to be in print when Batman hit like right. the movie, like the 89 movie. So it it has a legacy way outstripping the thing that this book should be, where like when you saw Batman, if you went to a comic store to try to find a graphic novel, this is one of the few that would be in print and available widely at the time. Which is like crazy to think about because this is the <laughs> biggest departure from Batman 89 I can de- imagine. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that part's really funny, but it, it's, it's just good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, you I, know, you know that I have a war with Grant Morrison, but I happen to think this is one of their better works. So 
for Batman anyway. They have other stuff that's fine. Um, I might be misremembering, but I feel like they have some quote that's similar to the um, Michael Caine Jaws 3D thing where they're like, oh, I don't much care for the book, but I do like the house that it bought me or something like that. Yeah. I feel like Grant Morrison has said something along those lines about that book. <laughs> it feels like it's about all the things that Morrison's work is always about, but just in like a part in their life where they just didn't have it put together yet. Like it's very unfocused and just grabbing at a lot of straws that would end up driving a lot of their work more coherently. I just think their conclusions when they figure out what they're, what they want their work to be about is less interesting than when they're just like thrashing about. Mm-hmm. This is like pre doom patrol, pre the invisible. Yes. Like this yeah, is yeah. so early in their career. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a good time. And then uh, after that, I, I went, I, like I, like I said, I was just reading the classics. I read the long Halloween. Um, oh, hell yeah. The uh, famous uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim sale, 13 episode, 13 issue uh, year long miniseries about basically about two faces origin from like 96, 97. I was literally reading this when I looked in the discord and saw that uh, Tim sale had died. It was like, damn, oh, I didn't know Tim sale had died. I hadn't heard that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, he it was. Yes. No, two days ago. Was oh, my it. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the announcement didn't say what it was, just that he was 66 and he died. He was like, um, died with his wife beside him or whatever. Uh, yeah, he I was should... just in, in uh, June, he went or June 13th. He went to the hospital with severe health issues and died and they didn't say what it was. So huh. that's it. Sucks. I should reread um, Superman for all seasons. I'm really yes. fond of that book. Yeah, so am I. Um, I realized looking at people talking about his work. I've never read Catwoman when in robe. So expect me to have read that next time. Um, I read that. Which is, once um yeah. i'm trying to remember what happens oh yeah 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 because because um, there's long halloween and then they do dark victory which is like the sequel and then there's catwoman Win and robe which apparently is in continuity with those but i've just never read it so well it's also that. if i'm remembering right there's a really good darwin cook like catwoman mini series that then leads into like tim sale taking over for darwin cook because they have sort of a similar style if i'm remembering how that breaks down right i okay. don't remember so yeah um, but uh, Long Halloween is it's one of those where like I think it's really easy to like poo poo it because <laughs> it's like really pulpy and it moves really fast and it's like they they never like it's like one issue is like oh it's there's like a holiday killer that's killing on holidays mo- bumping off mob characters and it runs through all the villains is it this villain no it's not this villain it's like someone else and the, the mob stuff happens and it, it starts with like Gordon Dent and Batman on the roof swearing they're going to take down the mob and literally like the final issue has them standing on the roof uh, going like are we happy with what we did but now uh, Dent is two face and he's like, you know, they're about to arrest him for doing a bunch of murder. And he's like, I, I'm the one who got it done. And, uh, and they're like, we not at this price. Um, and he's like, no, this is the price that had to be paid kind of stuff. Um, and given that like the dark Knight and Batman 2022, like lift so heavily from this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think do just much worse at it. Um, I was just reminded like, yeah, it's pulpy and yeah, it's kind of dumb, but like it fucking bangs. The art's good. Um, it's big, but doesn't forget who the characters are. I just had a great time with it. It's a good book. Yeah, I should I should revisit it. I think I, I think I liked it. And then I think I like um, listen to comics podcasts where people are down on that book a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I like sort of like just adopted other people's opinions about it. I should just revisit it. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like. 
it's not like my favorite Batman star or anything. It's just like a really good tale and watching people go back to the well of stealing from it over and over again and like do so kind of poorly. I just happen to like vibe with it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Batman in it's not really like what I want out of Batman, but like neither of these books have a Batman that I think is particularly good. But so I, like Dent's really interesting in this. I like the way Dent and Gordon are like contrasted with each other uh, because Gordon goes home to his sad ass wife who's going to leave him someday because um, it's like this isn't quite like on the year one continuity, but it's not not that right. Like yeah. it's it's very it's like year three kind of stuff um, almost. Um, and he goes back to his wife who sucks and his his kid and is just like getting through it despite the fact that his family life's terrible. And Dent's like hot shot district attorney with a hot wife and they're like going to have a kid or whatever. And his life's just miserable, even though he's like arguably the one who's better off. And I just like the way those two characters are like put up against each other. I think it's very interesting. Um, all the stuff about did Thomas Wayne secretly have ties to the mob that's in Batman 2022 comes out of this book. Cause there's a whole issue about uh, Dent thinks Bruce Wayne's the holiday killer. Cause his dad saved Carmine Falcone at one point back in the day. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but uh, I had a good time with it. It's, it's definitely worth uh, reading. Um, if you've never read it before, it's like when people say, what are the like Batman stories to read long Halloween's like in the top 10 every time. So I feel yeah. like most people have probably read it, um, yeah. but it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was a real bummer to hear about Ten Sale um, while I was reading it. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go read Superman for all seasons, and maybe this bat, uh, this Catwoman went in Rome uh, story, and have a good time. Superman for all seasons to me is the book. When people talk about like All Star Superman, <laughs> I'm like, Superman for all seasons is better. It's like the same thing but better. <laughs> as soon as you start, as soon as you started like that sentence, I knew where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. I'll be the All-Star Superman super fan on this podcast. The, the All-Star Superman does not need me to defend it. I just think no. it sucks. No one <laughs> no one needs to defend the honor of All-Star Superman, one of the most beloved books in like comics yes. history. But. Yes. <laughs> Um, but that was that was me for Batman. Uh, I just, you know, I was like in between manga projects and I was like, you know, I should read some Batman comics. Go back to the things I haven't read in a long time. And you know what? They're still pretty good. That Batman guy, he's a uh, he's a cool guy. <laughs> um, but with that out of the way, I guess we should uh, talk about our episode. Uh, this is Joker's Wild, the 41st episode of Batman Animated Series. It's November 19th, 1992. It was written by Paul Dini. It was directed by Boyd, Kirk- Boyd Kirkland. Uh, animation is by Acom Production Co. Uh, Paul Dini said that they were so unhappy. This is why they dropped Acom after this episode, specifically citing it. I could see it. This one's a little rough around the edges. Um. Yeah, there's 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 like it's really funny because this episode is really inconsistent. Like they don't know how to draw the Joker's eyes between shot to yes. shot. Like some, yes, that's but, the big but thing. But also also randomly it has like this ornate Sakuga shot and it, like towards the end where Batman hang glides past a, a building that's... and a guy looks out the window. <laughs> yeah, I thought I like paused. I'm like, is that supposed to look like somebody I'm supposed to know? No, they, they just they just were really showy for no. Anyway, what happens is upset on him. <laughs> um. Open on, um, Joker is in Arkham Asylum, and he's watching the TV, and, um, uh, he's watching the news, and Summer Gleason is covering the opening of a new casino that is revealed to be Joker-themed, and he's pissed about it. Um, he decides to escape Arkham Asylum, uh, so he can go blow it up. Meanwhile, um... Bruce Wayne is like, I gotta figure out what's up with this shit. This is, (laughs) 
<laughs> this is fucked. Um, and so he cons Alfred into like staying at the hotel with them so uh, so they could investigate. Um, um, Bruce Wayne is down on the casino floor, just like checking things out. Um, and Joker shows up and decides. I'm just going to deal cards for a little while while I figure out my plan for blowing this place up. And Bruce Wayne clocks him immediately. And it's like, oh shit, the actual fucking Joker's here. I got to put a stop to this. Um, um, Batman and Joker get into a fight and um, part ways. And Batman does some investigating and realizes the incredibly obvious scheme that's going on here, which is that um kaiser the guy who opened this casino wants joker to blow up the casino so he can run off with the insurance money batman tips joker off uh so so that um knowing joker isn't gonna want to do what kaiser wants him to do and so now the innocent people are saved and batman just has to worry about like protecting this one billionaire from getting uh, gunned down, but doesn't seem that worried about it as he like swoops in on Joker <laughs> while they're all in a helicopter. Um, saves the day. Joker goes back to Arkham Asylum. Um, it's a hoot. <laughs> um, this this show loves to let Batman <laughs> save guys who really deserve to get got. <laughs> it really does. I had not. Um. Before we revisited this show, I had not thought about how, like, a good three quarters of the episodes that we have watched are about Batman saving rich guys who are doing evil things. <laughs> yes. Um, it's really goofy. Because uh, I'm like, no, Joker should just take this guy out and, like, shoot him and it'd be fine. No one cares. Uh, I guess he's going to jail, but, like, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, I'm, like, totally, like... Okay, yeah, Batman is gonna, like, save the innocents by, like, tipping off Joker that, like, Kaiser really wants you to blow up the hotel, um, and then Batman's just gonna, like, wash his hands of the, the affair and take Joker back to Arkham Asylum after it's done. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, no. Uh, it's also, in this show's continuing bafflement on how money and, like, numbers work, uh-huh. uh, this guy spent $300 million at Casino, um, which is a lot... To, Seemingly, the show treats this as like an exorbitant sum, just like a huge amount that would sink him forever, but also says he's an ex-billionaire. <laughs> well, I, th- I think, I think what's happening there was that he like lost a bunch of money in this whole casino fiasco. And so now he is no longer a billionaire. But yeah, but he spent really 300 clear. million. Yeah, he spent 300 million. They, they say multiple times this casino cost him $300 million. And now him, a, a billionaire is ruined. And I'm like, that's not how billions and millions work. Also, that's only six back computers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Relatedly, um, can we talk about how insane it is that Bruce Wayne goes and plays one hand of blackjack with Joker and then just leaves as if that's something anyone's ever done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, sit down at the table for one hand. <laughs> well, there, he's there. Like, everyone's there at the premiere. Like, he on, like it's like a date, right? Well, no, mm-hmm. this is the second night. Because, like, the first day it's revealed. And literally, like, even Summer Gleason's like, this is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like summer, you're live, and she has Bruce Wayne, and he marched off his date. He's like, no comment because you know he made a casino 
themed around a guy who kills he's literally killed thousands of people <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh even even Gotham City thinks that's gauche, and yeah. they're right to think so. Um, but then he comes back the next night with Alfred as if he isn't offended to, like, scope the place out. Um, but as Bruce Wayne, billionaire, who just sits down at a table and plays one hand of blackjack with the Joker and uh, is able to out-cheat the Joker, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne, yeah. also a card shark, because he, he he pulls a deck out of his, his, out of his uh, tuxedo. He's cheating, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, like... Because, like, he hands a deck and the chips to Alfred before he bails to go do Batman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's so goofy. Um, I love this idea of Bruce Wayne meeting the Joker once and beating him at cards. Yes. <laughs> I I want the whole I want the whole episode to just be that. I want the whole episode to be like, you know. <clears throat> Just them playing cards for some reason, and that just gets extended over twenty minutes. Not the, that's not the show. This is this is a show, yeah. show for children. But because um, like, what does the Joker think about Bruce? Like, he doesn't care, right? But like, Bruce Wayne's a person literally everyone in Gotham knows. So the Joker mm-hmm. knows who he's. Like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne, man. It must be nice to be rich or whatever. Just like normal, like talking to a guy. Um, <laughs> but it's but it's Bruce. You know, it's Bruce and the Joker. It's just <laughs> it's like a Twilight Zone universe for like a minute. <laughs> Um, uh, the best part of this casino being Joker themed is mm. all of the all of the dealers are in a very bad Joker costume that doesn't actually the look worst. much like the Joker. But all of the like chip girls just are Harley Quinn because they only know how to draw one woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, um, in the very first shot of him revealing the casino, um, Kaiser is standing with a Harley Quinn chip girl. Yes, and it's like the shot is far enough out that I was like, "Did did he just get Harley in on this? Is that what the plot this is going to be?" Is <laughs> no. <that> Harley? <laughs> God, it would be that'd be so funny if this like this episode like the show's episode is a little longer and about how Harley Quinn with a Joker in Arkham just decided to like use his likeness to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, it's very silly and. This all takes place in the casino district of Gotham City, which we haven't heard about yet. But, uh-huh. like, this is a major casino opening. And in, like, the car chase at the end of the episode, it's revealed that, like, because Batman drives past a Poseidon's casino, there's multiple casinos near the docks of Gotham City that we never hear about before or since. And not, like, run down, like, Jersey City casinos. This is, like, a Las Vegas resort casino. Right, yeah. Like, this is a nice casino with, like, a nice yes. hotel. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Um, yeah. Also, like, one of the weirder plot points is is how um, Kaiser did not initially plan this to be a Joker casino. He was building just a normal, like... He was building you know. Camelot, the casino, <laughs> which is the most mid-century thing one could build a casino about, I feel like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but then just got, like... So deep in the money hole that, like, he decided to... He came up with this insurance scheme, I guess? Yeah. Um. Uh, to get his $300 million back once the Joker <laughs> blows it up. Which, I'm pretty sure that no insurance company in Gotham will cover Joker blew it up. Because he's fucking blowing up shit every other week. Yeah, no, that is definitely, like, the first thing I put in the contract. Like, uh, 
Joker tries to blow up your shit? No. Riddler tries to blow up your shit? Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's very silly, like just cartoon logic and how this all works, which is like, it's fine. I think this episode leans into a little harder than most. And I think that's fine because it's also this episode also when the Joker's in Arkham, it's mm-hmm. he is endlessly quoting Looney Tunes shit. And yes. like they're watching Tiny Tunes and Looney Tunes on the TV. Like uh-huh. the, the part where this is. Yeah, this part where this is like a WB property is like front and center here. Uh, you know, like a pop culture way that seems very out of sorts the rest of the show. And I don't mind it necessarily, but like he's constantly quoting Looney Tunes, guys. <laughs> I'm like, is it, when did Animaniacs start? Because I, I associate this with like Animaniacs. Um, I think Animaniacs is after this. Let's see. Animaniacs. Yeah, so, this is after this. Yeah. But like Tiny Tunes starts like, you know, Tiny Tunes, they go to Warner Brothers University and they're taught by the Looney Tunes. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen a ton of Tiny Tunes. So. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, the, you know, Deanie and Tim worked on that, right? Like, right, so this yeah. is like the same people, but like this, like this meta-reflective way of treating WB properties being a thing that the Joker does specifically is like a weird thing to imbue him with. But it does mm-hmm. make him being kind of a goof the rest of this episode like grounded a little more. I I genuinely think it like mostly works. Other than the part where like, why do they let? Characters like Ivy and the Joker hang out in a rec room like they're not like mass murderers. <laughs> yeah, it, this probably goes without saying from like 80 years of Batman, but it seems really easy to break out of Arkham. <laughs> well, one in this one, the the uh, the guard is letting him. He's clearly on uh, Cameron Kaiser's payroll, right? Like he lets him go, but right. he does. He does fake being sick. And then slips out an unlocked door and then goes down a hallway and then slips through like a major exit that's just like not locked. And there's like one chain link fence with a little barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like uh, some of the inmates could hop over. Not Joker, yes, but like some no. of them could just like jump. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And mostly they sit down like life at Arkham Asylum seems like they just like they're like oh it's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest but for Batman villains they just hang out in the re- like the rec room and watch TV and get bored mm-hmm. and argue with like the uh the like guards and stuff yeah it's <laughs> the way this is bookended by um him just him with Ivy um in the rec room is funny but then like him sitting on the couch with Ivy Mad Hatter and I don't remember who else um, uh Scarecrow Scarecrow, Scarecrow. <laughs> they're just they're just all here yeah but he's like he's like weirdly like for this show sexually aggressive towards ivy in a way that's yes. like weird i'm like what what is why are you doing this why is this his this thing here um because yeah. like he makes a joke about her making a pass at him and how he's gonna hit her if she does it's like just fucking weird i don't like it um ivy's disgust like visibly disgusted they like animate a woman who is tired of this man hitting on her and i'm like this is a show for like seven-year-olds why are we doing this? <laughs> she just wants to watch her gardening news segment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, the life at Arkham is weirdness. Uh, I also noticed, and this is like a nothing, but like everyone's in their, in their like inmate uniforms, but they're all wearing the shoes of their character. Like Joker's got on spats and like Ivy has <laughs> on her like green, like boots. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> 
Also, they let Mad Hatter have his hat. Yes. The mind control you know, hat. Oh, you, you mean a hat that mind controls people? Also, this is the most <laughs> off-model Mad Hatter I've ever seen. I literally was like, why is that man dressed like the Mad Hatter? <laughs> I'm going to send you this image. This doesn't... Ivy is mostly on model, and the Joker's mostly on model, but, like, these are not the Mad Hatter and the Scarecrow. These are new guys. Oh, no. I literally... Yeah. Mad Hatter, I probably recognize because of the hat, but, like, legit, when I had said some guy, I don't remember who, it's because this is not recognizable as Scarecrow to me. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the Mad Hatter, either, other than the fact that he wears a hat, Oh, right? yeah. Like, absolutely not. This is so not him. <laughs> But you can see, like, Ivy's got her green shoes and the Joker's got his spats and it's fucking weird. Do you think they're just we- wearing layers? Like, you think he's got the full Joker suit on <laughs> that under <would> that? <laughs> <laughs> Ivy's, Ivy's in her, like, one-piece bodice, but with a fucking inmate jumpsuit over the top. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so dumb. Also, why do they let Joker have, like, the, the comedy, like ribbons tied together like that first thing you should do is you should take all his fucking gag uh like ribbons away from him as soon as you, oh, you mean the him. things he literally uses to kill people that are like because <laughs> right. like uh uh cameron what's his name uh what's his left uh the, the guy who runs the casino uh oh, Kaiser, right. yeah, yeah. has like a dossier on the joker that, that just has like multiple pages of all of his like gadgets <laughs> um he literally has bought the original Joker mobile, which has never been referenced before, but it's like a very like fifties, like Bill Finger, like version of the Joker kind of thing. Like the Joker's also got a Batmobile, but it's a car with like a clown face. Right. And he's just got it there and you can win it if you, you know, win the prize or whatever. Very, it, it is the real one because the Joker gets in it, yes. puts his hand buzzer that he carries with him on it and it, it, it turns on. Like it's just ready to go. Yes. Well, and he knows like, oh, this is where I have to reach for the ejection thing. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Working supervillain like, supercar. <laughs> I had to like back up for a second when that happened because I was like, did the Joker bring this car with him? No, he got this at the no. casino. So this must no, they have just, just had it. Yeah. been his and got repoed by the city or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, they, they impounded it when they arrested the Joker last time and they just had it and uh, he, Kaiser bought it and was going to auction it off or whatever. Ludicrous. The the lo- the moon logic of this episode, second to none. I think like oftentimes I'm kind of down on it when the episodes are like this. I just think this episode's unhinged enough to kind of work. Yes. Yes. The part I, where the part the part where Batman's tied up and like he's like Joker, you know he's playing you for a patsy, right? And the Joker's like, I hate it when you tell me things that make my life less fun and just like storms off. <laughs> well, also <laughs> It's such a dumb line. Like, it's not It's not a g- great line, but I do love Joker being like, why can't he ever stay dead? Yes. <laughs> Joker like, constantly just wants to, like, live his life. The end of this, literally, he's like, well, now that I know that this is all a ruse, I'm just going to bump you off and I'm going to take over the casino. The world in which Joker somehow gets control of the casino and no one noticed. Like, it's he Morrowind pretends to rules. Be, you kill yeah, a guy pretends, and you get his house. <laughs> pretends to be Cameron Kaiser for six months running the casino like a legitimate business is so fucking funny to me. We deserve that story. <laughs> I'm a big fan also in this moment of um, <clears throat> as he's threatening Kaiser to like take over the casino, his like S&P approved revolver with a Joker face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He never shoots it. I don't think it's one of those ones that like... Sh- goes bang or whatever like he usually yeah. does i think that's just a regular ass gun and they drew a with, like a, with like a, with a plastic joker face taped to the front yeah it's goofy 
Love it. Um, yeah, the casino is weird because like if he's if he's if this was like a major redress, like just to get some insurance money, why does he have a whole wing that's not ready yet that has a giant Joker animatronic roulette wheel? <laughs> At what point did he decide to half build that, but it's not ready yet? <laughs> I guess it's just like they started that and then it was um, is there, going is over there a budget. Ver- and so <laughs> just is there a version? It. Is there a version where that roulette wheel is meant to be like King Arthur and they put a Joker face on it before they closed all down or something? Is that why? <laughs> I want uh, ludicrous. <laughs> I, it's weird that the the King Arthur themed casino doesn't have any sort of like horse racing aspect to it. No. <laughs> uh, I think maybe that has something to do with like, I don't know what it was like in the early 90s, but like gambling seems like a thing the show would be against just because it's a show for kids and gambling's like, you know. It's a regulated thing. You can't mm-hmm. like where you can have casinos is highly regulated. You can't just go anywhere. Um, they're controlled. Like gambling addiction is a real thing. This is like a, you know, a social vice that is uh, very tightly controlled by the government. Right. Um, but the way in which the casino is done, it's like horse racing would be too far. We couldn't put horse racing in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we right. can, we can't just have a luxury casino um, to which I'm like, is this meant to be like some riff on like, you know, like like Trump casinos in the 80s or whatever. Not even mm. like talking about like, you know, the modern conception of Trump. But like the idea of like luxury casinos to me is a very 80s thing to do, to care about, right? There um, is um, in Kansas, in Missouri and or Kansas, I don't remember which one. There's like mm. very strict laws about casinos have to be like on the water, basically. So that like, you yeah, can sort of keep them yeah, out yeah. of the middle of town. And I remember when I was very young, like in the 90s, um, a casino owner basically digging a moat around um, <laughs> around this place. Where, like he wanted to put a casino here, and so just made a canal around the casino that was otherwise in the middle of you know just in the middle yeah. of the fucking city. <laughs> um, there's no gambling in Nebraska other than like the lottery or whatever, right? But like if you go literally like Omaha abuts the river, uh, and if you mm-hmm. go across the river in Iowa, there's there's like six casinos, or it's not. I think it's like three because that's where they allow the casinos is like right across the river in Iowa. Because I I don't give a fuck. There's nothing in that's like the middle of nowhere, um, and uh, it's so fucking weird. Casinos mm-hmm. are weird. They're a weird social construct. The way they're regulated is weird, and the way this episode just kind of like assumes that of course a, a city like Gotham would have a casino doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. I remember seeing like in, in like the college town in Kansas I went to, there's like these there were billboards outside of town like, oh, drive, you know, four hours to Oklahoma, gambling age is 18. You know, mm-hmm. like it is extremely regulated in a lot of yes. parts of the country. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it just seems like Gotham would be one of those places. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's super weird. I I wish there was more about it, but I don't think the idea of casinos comes up again in all of the DCAUs. So, <laughs> not surprised given how S and P was all over this show. Sometimes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a goofy episode. I've I've always been fond of this idea of like, what if Double Indemnity was about getting the Joker to blow up your business? <laughs> um, and it still it still slaps to me. I should rewatch Double Indemnity. That's a good fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> Joker interfacing with actual businessmen and Bruce Wayne will never not be funny to me. It's just good. This is one of the better Joker episodes we've had so far. Yeah, yeah, I, the, I think so too. I think probably 
That isn't that isn't just lifting from like a classic seventies comic like Laughing Fish or whatever. Yeah, I think yes. absolutely. Yes, I think like Joker's, like Joker's favorite and Laughing Fish are the the ones, but this is up there for me. Is Joker's favorite the one where he's like following that one guy around? Um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Keeps yeah. His that was, that's yeah, my yeah. favorite Joker episode we've had. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, this is a strong one, despite being goofy. Maybe because it's goofy. It's just goofy yeah. in the right way. It helps in some ways, I think, that like like Batman's plot and Joker's plot like kind of don't intersect much. Like they cross yeah. at like two points, like in the middle and the end, but like yeah. mostly they're doing their own thing. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I uh, don't have that much more to say. I just think this episode's pretty good. Um, yeah, see. All right. Well, with that out of the way. Uh, next time we're watching Tiger Tiger. Both tigers are with a Y because it's based on the is that William Blake poem? William oh Blake. right, yeah, William Blake's poem, The Tiger. Um, I remember this episode being fucking terrible, so we'll see. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, weird. Just quick diversion. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been watching this on HBO Max. Where? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me up too. Up until this point, all the episodes have been totally out of order, but yeah. the last two weeks and now i think going forward they're just in the correct order i don't know what the fuck is up with that they're in they're in air date order and not production order which is what we're using um and sometimes those line up but sometimes they really don't yeah i don't know it's weird yeah, yeah. uh they will stop lining up very soon so don't okay. worry about it too much. well i'll enjoy it while it lasts because it definitely yeah. saves me the headache of having to go to a list of batman the animated series episodes on wikipedia yes yeah <laughs> um yeah, I just use the DCAU wiki for what we're doing next. So, because yeah. they have it, their navigation is: Do you want to go next producer, next aired? No, I always go next. Oh, that's good. So. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that'll be that, and uh, we'll be back next week, and maybe I'll write another comic. But you know, short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find all my other podcasts by going to exportodd.io. We've got links to the free feeds there. Or if you give us a dollar a month, you get this podcast early. You can get Hot Singles early, which I just recorded yesterday and was a hoot. Um, and you can give us $5 a month, and you can um, listen to Pop Town Funk, a podcast where my wife, who you just heard, open a soda. Um, I did hear that. That's true. <laughs> um, my wife and I um, roll random Funko Pops and watch movies based on... Oh, you're going you're, you're gonna to do a DC crossover. Oh yeah! Next episode. If you like, <clears throat> if you like this podcast, Nora and I are going to be watching um, the pilot film for the Linda Carter Wonder Woman show, which I have no experience with. Um, I have never seen any of that show, so I'm pretty excited because it seems up my alley. It seems like this it's, sort of goofy it's thing okay. I enjoy. Yeah, it's not. I only I didn't finish season one because the thing with that is season one is all World War II stuff, like original Wonder Woman. Oh, and really? then season two they time skip to the seventies. Where it's like the same actors, but she's hanging out with all their like kids or grandkids, but she's the same. <laughs> um, I just thought that whole show took place in the seventies. I oh, no, no, no. The original not. stuff is World War Two stuff because Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, totally. Um, but then they're like, "This would be way cooler if we just because I think I, you know, they're like, uh, you know, we got a we got a like a sex symbol lady, but she's sucking World War Two stuff, which is all very frumpy. So what if we put her in the seventies and they just did that?" <laughs> Didn't that didn't Linda Carter Wonder Woman end up crossing over with um the uh Bill Bixby Hulk show at some point or Lou Ferrigno? I can't imagine that's true, but maybe. <laughs> I just okay. feel like no one would agree to that. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. Hi Nora. 
Yeah. Caller, go ahead. The Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Deep cut export audio joke for anybody. I think I'm seeing like promos of them. They might have been on TV at the same time, but I don't think they like were mm. aired. They aren't like together, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's like they're in the same block or something. Yeah. But. Anyway, where can people find you online? You can find me online at EM underscore being. You can find all the podcasts uh, I do at abnormalmapping.com. Um, it's not like Batman related, but you can check out Reptoy Screenings, uh, my movie podcast, reptoyscreenings.com. We're about to do an episode. Actually, it'll be out the same day this is on The African Queen, which is a very cool movie about some very deranged people deciding they're going to blow up some Nazis. <laughs> I guess they're not Nazis in World War I. I but. guess they're not Nazis, but the movie came out in 1952 when yes. <laughs> everybody just decided World War I was about Nazis. Yes. <laughs> I watched that movie today. It's a hoot. I'm really looking forward yeah. to the repertory screenings. I literally, I finished the movie and then went to my podcast app to download the episode before remembering, oh, right, I was watching it before they recorded. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> tomorrow morning. Um, but uh, we'll be back next week. Of course, you get these episodes a week early at the Export Patreon, which you should just get because there's a ton. You get so many fucking episodes of, of podcasting. You give $5. People should do that if you don't already. Uh, also, you get just... everything in one feed, which I feel is like yeah. the real service that you get from. <laughs> I'll be honest. I only subscribe to that feed. I don't subscribe to the other ones. Yeah. So, I um, subscribe to the other ones so that I can keep up with like, yes. did that actually go up? But uh, otherwise, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it's great. So uh, check all that stuff out. Uh, we will be back. We air most Mondays. Obviously, you get a week early at, at the Patreon. If not, uh I hope you enjoy the free feed. Consider subscribing. Tell your friends about the podcast. Shout out some episodes. Watch some Batman. Read some Batman. And uh, until next time, Batman. Batman. Batman.